0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Meow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals. And let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels of SoCal Sweat. In this episode, we are reminded that resilience makes us stronger, that you should always fight for what you want and never give up, no matter how challenging. I'm really excited to interview my dear friends Vincent and Larice Rutley today. Paraplegic Vincent Rutley truly embodies the will to never give up and always fight to achieve his goals. He is the co founder of Kingdom Culture Fitness and shares the story of his tragic highway accident, aggressive will to walk again, his faith, and the training to support his goal. His beautiful wife and best friend, Larice Rutley has never given up on their great love for each other, no matter how difficult the journey has been. Besides fighting for their goal of full recovery, their inclusive fitness company of Kingdom Culture Fitness, started by Joseph Lockhart, will push to strengthen members with a focus on those with handicaps. Vincent is also a motivational speaker, musician, actor, phenomenal comedian, and, and today, I warmly welcome my guests, Vincent and Larise Rutley, who never give up and fight every single day of their lives to achieve their dreams. Well, welcome from Phoenix, Arizona, Vincent and Larise Rutley. Hey! hey. How's, how's the weather? How's the cooking at home? How's everything going?
0: Still hot. Um, yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix, this has been the longest summer I've ever felt in my life. But, honestly, I would prefer to have the hot than the cold. So, it's, yeah. still, it's still good. Um, things are smooth around here. Absolutely. You think, you think so?
2: Yeah, it's just still hot for me, child. Still hot. <laughs> still hot. Because we're, we're
1: originally all from the Midwest. You guys are from Michigan, correct? Yes. Yep, exactly. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So, we, we appreciate the heat regardless coming from there. So, could you please tell me about your lives
0: growing up in Michigan, childhood? Well, for me, I start off by just saying that I grew up in the church. Um, I was basically born on the pew, like all in there at church four or five times a week. My (laughs) father um, became a pastor at a very young age. I was about seven. And, um, you know, my brothers, I got four brothers. So it's five guys. And we all grew up just singing, writing music, and just being creative. Those are my best friends. And to this day, we're all extremely close. They're all extremely Uh, great in their gifts. They travel all over the world. Uh, Shout out to the Rutley Brothers and um, love those guys tremendously. So moving to Arizona was normally would be like a really big challenge, but because I had such a strong foundation with my wife and my family just constantly communicates, like we got a text chat where we constantly always text each other as a family and jokes and what's going on with your life. So I grew up with a really tight knit Family, uh, faith-based, and uh, had a great childhood. I honestly wish I'd have met Reese at a young age because she would have been my little girlfriend. (laughs) She would have been my little good friend. But that was for me. It was it was faith-based, strong family values, um, and just great community. Great community.
1: Excellent. And and you and you guys. When did you meet?
0: We actually met 2011. It was August. Um, the funny thing about our story is we were in the same location at the same time, several times throughout the, to- the 2011 year. And we never officially like just connected until we both were single, which was oh. a blessing because I was a very faithful guy. You know, she was the pimp, but I was very <laughs> faithful. No, I'm joking. We were both extremely faithful. And we were in, when we are in relationships, we didn't focus on any outside cuties, you know? So when we did meet, even though she's the most gorgeous person in the world, I, I was still kind of blinded by the You're amazingness.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. but we we officially met like, hello, I'm Vince, I'm Reese at my church. What a coincidence, right? Faith-based, mm-hmm. still in the church. We met um, at a conference at the time, my father's church um, back home in Pontiac, Michigan. My mom introduced us and it was weird because um, I was out of town that weekend. It was a conference going on in my church, just to make it really short and sweet. I was out of the town for that weekend doing a stage play. Cause you know, I was into the acting really heavy at that time. When I got back in town that Sunday, it was supposed to be the close out of the conference and my mom said, it's a girl that's been coming all week. And I'm going to introduce you to her tonight. I'm like what? Like, my mom never did that, never does that, never gets involved in our relationships, nothing like that, never set me up, never tried to set me up. But for something, for some reason, it was something about Larice that my mom could not just let that moment pass by. Wow. So I was playing the keyboard, because um, I was the minister of music at the church. This was all before the accident. And, you know, I'm in my head thinking, I normally don't look out into the crowd like. I'm focused. I'm running the band. We got, you know, work to do. We on our job. Let's let's get it done. But for some reason, I keep thinking my mom's going to introduce me to somebody. I wonder if she made it. So I'm looking out in the crowd and I'm and I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. I'm like, "Okay, I see somebody in the far back." And and it's like packed to capacity. Wall to wall. They bringing out chairs to the aisle. It's packed in there. She's in the back. And Reese literally glowed to me. Mm -hmm. It's like she was like a a bright light in the midst of this big giant sea. And I just could not take my eye off her. And even though I wasn't normally looking out in the audience, I could not stop looking at her all night long. And I said, that got to be the girl. It got to be her. That's her. Because if that's not her, Mm -hmm. that's who I'm going to (gasps) approach. And I wasn't like really big on you know, hollering at girls at the service. But <laughs> in this situation, I, I know, right? <laughs> in this situation, Reese glowed beyond. Like God literally said, now you can see her. Now I'm going to take the blinders off your eyes and allow you because now is the moment. Oh. It was ridiculous. Literally love at first sight. I was hooked. And that was the first time I ever looked at a stranger and said, that's my wife. And set up by your mother. I mean, and how, how that happen? And set up by my mother. Like after the service, I couldn't even get out of the stage. And my mom's holding her hand and walking over to me. I said, I knew it. I knew that was her. And my mom walked her, walked me. I walked to the edge of the stage. My mom said, Vinny, come here. She said, this is, and she didn't even remember her name. She said, is it Larise? She said, yes. She said, Larise, this is my son, Vince. And my mom walked away. Yeah,
2: I, I didn't know. I didn't
0: know it was mom. The first Crazy. thing, this is the funny thing. The first thing we said to each other. I look, cause my mom is like five two, five three. She's like, she's five foot nothing. Like she's, dink, she's dinky. So <laughs> I see Reese just like towering over my mom. And I'm like, whew. She taught me, she bought me a tall one. And the first thing I asked, I looked down at Reese down the steps cause I was on a higher level. And I said, are you taller than me? She's a brick house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: hope not. <laughs> no, in birth- a good
0: way, in a good way. She said, "I, yeah, hope not. And, I came, and I came down the steps, and I noticed right then that I had her by like maybe two inches. Cause I like, and I was ears. like, Ooh. Yes. Absolutely, we have to wear heels. <laughs> I,
1: I totally agree. I can't. Thank you, shorter. What a beautiful story that, which already set the pace and doesn't shock me whatsoever. With with how you've stayed strong, it's just again. I think you said it was if people you know believe in God or the universe, but God put that together with blessing from your mother. So it's pretty beautiful. I love yes. that story. So,
0: we love telling that story.
1: I love it. it. It's very romantic. It actually makes my stomach flip that there is, you know, that it can happen like that. Yeah, so yeah. Vince, the minute I met you, I was blown away by your story. I had the the gift of being able to work with you um, and host with you at the USC. It was a USC ASU game. Sun Devils, and yep. Sun Devils. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, and I think USC lost that day. Um, yep, but sure did. <laughs> you just, I walked up because I, I, I had a later call time and I see this man who's just a powerhouse in a wheelchair, just wheeling and dealing and the other brand ambassadors were just kind of like lollygagging around and you're just like, I'm like, I cannot I cannot wait to meet this guy. And we just bonded that day and we've stayed in touch for like four years, I think.
0: At least, well, three years. Three, three years, years yeah.
1: exactly. Yep. So I, I asked you, I said, would it be okay if I asked you what happened and you were so forthcoming so would you please tell me, again, the exact accident and how it happened? Because you were doing a sure. good deed when it happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2011 was a very exciting year for me. For um, Larisse. You and Larisse. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, for both of us, actually, yeah. Um, that was the year I met her, of course, yep. which we met in August. Um, I proposed to her on my birthday in October. Um, It was was a a surprise birthday party, supposedly. But my family was not good at surprising me. So I knew (laughs) that the surprise birthday party was coming, and I chose to propose to her uh, at the party. So I threw them off. And uh, it was an amazing night. And then we got engaged in November. You're talking about over the course of, like, no, I'm sorry, engaged in October, but the accident happened in November. So everything transpired over the course of, like, three months, four months, from August to November. Um, in the time I met her, I was acting in stage plays. I had just started doing stand-up comedy. Um, I was a musician. Um, I just started playing for a couple of artists here and there, moving around. So pretty much anything in the arts, acting, singing, performance, I, I was involved in that stuff. Um, I had just prepared to take my very first um, national stage play on the road um, in which we had a date prepared, booked for November. Um, and the accident, November the 2nd, I'll never forget it. I just so happened to have been with Reese for like three days straight. Like we were just hanging out, you know, at my parents' house or going down to her house. Cause we lived about a good solid about an hour away from each other. So when we linked up, it was always like, let me, you know, let me spend as much time with my love as I possibly could. Couldn't wait to get married. November the 2nd, um, we had left from being together that afternoon. And i never forget, I was actually headed to the mall, Great Lakes Crossing Mall in Pontiac, Michigan, or uh, Auburn Hills, Michigan. And my baby brother called me on the phone and said, hey man, um, you know, the truck is acting up again. That week I had a Jeep Grand, she- uh, Grand Cherokee, it was like a 94, and the battery had been draining all week. And like I said, we stay busy. He just so happened to be driving my truck that night. He was coming from Detroit back to the city, uh, which we lived. And the battery drained on, while he was driving on the highway. So he was in the middle of driving and it just, zoow, the car powered down. He could not get it back on. And he called me saying, hey, man, where are you? I need, to, I need to come out here and jump this battery so we can get this car to the shop. Or I called the mechanic. We could drop it off at his house and all right, cool, I'm, man, I'm like 15 minutes away. I'll be right there. So I'm driving the pickup truck um, that we had at the time. I pull up behind them on the side of the highway after I found them, and I get out the car and we pretty much just analyze the whole situation. You know, you're on the side of the highway, cars are flying by. Once the highway clears and traffic slows, I'm gonna just pull out in the middle of the highway, spin around so that I can face, you know, we can face the hoods. That's really the only way you can jump the battery. And then once I jump it, you know, you pull out, I'll be able to watch traffic from my end and then I'll follow behind you to make sure it doesn't drain again. Had it all situated. I jumped back in the trunk. I did not put my seatbelt back on because it was like, this is the smallest, easiest, simplest little procedure. Maneuver. Yeah. Maneuver. Exactly. And he's standing outside waiting for traffic to clear. So I have some stuff in the back. So I couldn't see as much, um, but I did turn off my shoulder. It looked clear to me. I looked at him. It's clear. He waved me out. I slowly took my time pulling out and this truck had to have come off the exit that was right there because he didn't even see it. And they're going like 80 miles per hour, just zooming down. So as soon as I get out to the farthest end so I can make my turn, that's when this second pickup truck came and literally T-boned my truck right in the middle of it. And I thank God that nobody was in there with me. I know we would have collided and we would have been dead for sure. Um, I did not see the truck coming. I did not hear anything. I did not see the lights. I literally just woke up in the hospital. And then that's when my brother told me when they hit me, I flew from the driver's seat all the way to the passenger side of the pickup truck. And I busted my head on the, uh, the windshield. So the windshield, we got pictures. The windshield is cracked. You see the blood on there. And I'm not trying to be too, you know, detailed, but I split my head wide open from, you can still see my battle scar here, from this side here all the way through. And my head basically was just uh, wide open and the blood was dripping out. And he told me that um, when he opened the door, I just slumped out and fell on him. And that's when he noticed he heard the blood hitting the grass. And then he looked up and said, wow, oh my goodness, his head is open and I, once again, I don't remember. Uh, I have no recollection, no recollection of it. I was knocked unconscious right away. But of course the most damage was done when my head hit the dashboard, my neck snapped. And that is where my spine, what the doctors thought was severed. They thought it 100% disconnected because it was just damaged that bad. Um, they did not know if I was going to make it at first. Uh, it took them quite a, quite some time to, you know, diagnose everything and get me situated. But once my family waited for, I don't know, three three hours in there,
2: mm, felt like
0: it it probably was longer than that. They came out and told them, um, he's alive, he's, he's here, but he is going to be a vegetable for the rest of his life. He is, um, His spine was disconnected and he's a complete quadriplegic. He will not be able to sit up. You're going to have to feed him, change him, clothe him, bathe him for the rest of his life. Just prepare to live that way. And with my family being a family of faith, um, my mom, with her little short self, (laughs) sat there and said, we thank you for the message, but we don't receive that. And that's where our faith as a family went to a whole nother level. We had never experienced near-death experience in my family or tragedy or Nothing like that. I never broke a bone. i would never been at the hospital to get a cast. That was the first time I was in the hospital for a serious injury. And that was just so happened to be the one that almost claimed my life. But as you can see, the doctors were wrong. Um, and uh, that's why we, we respect their opinion. But it's not the end all be all for us. And so your mother said, that, thank you yep. for the message, but we don't receive that. But we don't receive that. He's going to be just fine. And that came
1: from her own faith and attitude in life as well.
0: That before she That is saw
1: amazing. Before she even saw me. How devastating for her, for your whole family, for your brother who you were trying to help. How devastating yeah. for your fiance, Larisse, who you had just proposed to the month before. Three weeks. Unbelievable. Three weeks proposal. Yeah. So what, so then you were in the hospital for how long?
0: I stayed in, in the ICU for 30 days. Okay. Um, probably right under 30 days, actually about 20, about 21 days, actually. Um, I did accumulate a huge bed sore while there cause I laid on my back for all that time and I didn't have a whole lot of, uh, nutrition I couldn't eat. So they were, uh, feed, feed me Poops. through two for at, yeah, at least, a, at least two weeks. Um, I lost 60 pounds and, uh, I was really small, really frail, really thin, everything was really floppy. I couldn't feel anything. Uh, they were lifting my legs and stretching them out. And it, I literally felt like they were holding a fake leg in front of my face because I couldn't feel anything. It was the, the craziest time. Um, but little by little, I started to feel a little bit of tingles, maybe more in the shoulder area. Um, and uh, that was a blessing. But no movement arms, no movement hands, none of that. But, so um,
1: if, if Larice yeah. were to touch you and hug you, you didn't feel that? Like if she were to put your hand, nothing?
0: Nothing, so, not nothing at all. It was almost like my body didn't exist.
1: You lost the human touch there, which is also so psychosomatic and psychological when you're going through something like that. Exactly. So your thought process in the hospital, were you, you had to have had a little defeatist at, at some points. I mean, were you just confused every day? Like what's going to happen? Or did you always maintain that same faith and not receiving that message? Just like your mother
0: did. I gotta be I gotta be honest that most people don't believe this right away. Right. It takes them time and they get like they have to get to know me to understand that this is just who I am, uh, this is just where my faith is. I was I was shocked to hear what happened because I, I can only go off the story of what they told me happened. I I didn't I didn't know. I'm sure. But from the first moment I woke up and realizing and accepting that this is my reality, the only thing I could think and was, oh, God to heal me soon. I'll be, be up in no time. And Reese, tell them. Reese, Reese, it's funny. I love, how, I love hearing Reese talk, talk about how I, I was heavily medicated at the time, <laughs> but I was in my right frame of mind, and I knew what was going on. But I, if you don't mind, I just love hearing how Reese tells Please do. Where, 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 my, where, where my mental state was. Please do.
2: So um, going into the hospital, especially when I first we got the opportunity to see him when we first went back, um, it was funny because he was joking. And I was like, is he joking? It kind of threw me off because you don't see many people joking. You know, when no. you're going through such something that is so traumatic. Yeah. And um, so the, it, w- it was funny because he kept saying, you know, um, so when am I going home? I'm like, you're not going to go home yet, but you will go home soon. And so just reminding him of that. um, And then as time went on a couple weeks in, it was so interesting because Vince, um, he didn't get discouraged at all. I mean, not one day. Unbelievable. And one thing that really shocked me was he was trying to sing and um and and uh, if those who don't know anytime you have a spinal cord injury yeah. um it is very hard to sing because Almost a lot impossible. of them, Almost, exactly yeah, because yeah. they don't have control of the diaphragm and they really are trying to um and it's hard to breathe you know because you're really you you have a lot that you're trying to to do when you're trying to learn how to sit up and and your your um blood pressure can change so the it's muscles. a lot of things in the beginning stage yeah so, uh, but he was trying to sing. <laughs> I
0: forgot So, that show
2: did. yeah, you were singing. Yep. Um, and and I think with that, that also encouraged him. And one thing that I think with Vince that that um, is powerful, and I'm saying this for me, because I don't know if I would have responded the way he did, of course, right? Most people feel like it's it's over. You know, I'm not going to be able to do the things that I used to do. And that is very discouraging. But the thing is with Vince's perspective was, I am going to try to get back to what I used to do. And that's where he stays. That's his mentality, that is his personality, and yeah. that is where he gains his, in, his encouragement to keep going. Um, yes, community is important, family is important, um, doing your exercises and all these other things and tools that you have is also important, But the, but his perspective is amazing literally amazing because he will literally um even if he does have a moment and and that's one thing i love about me and Vince. we have the moments but his moments came more later on down the line but not in the beginning sure. so and and because of that it continued to influence other people and encourage other people and i think that is something that if you stay there stay there and keep that perspective it tends to spill over to other people and it encourages you so when you encourage someone you get encouraged right because it's like wow you know you're encouraged by what i'm saying yeah i'm encouraging so that encourages you as well so that is one of the things that i think continue to thrive with them in the beginning stages and I have to be honest, I've never seen it before. <laughs> never seen it. Sometimes I've seen people have the most fits with literal things than what he's been through. Um, but for Vince to really maintain that, and I know, of course, our faith is one of the biggest things because our faith continues to let us know that despite what it looks like, despite how it feels, you still can make it. God can still keep you. He will still give you the strength and to push you. And so that is something that I know that we keep. Um, in the front four of our minds, and then on top of that, you know, it helps to encourage you to move throughout the day. So yeah, that was one of the biggest things that I noticed with Vince, that um, that just blew my mind. I've never seen it before. It's yeah.
1: true example of God helps those who help themselves. You never gave up, and you never left His side, which is absolutely the most beautiful thing. So with that attitude you decided to move to Arizona because it had the best facilities in the country, correct? For Well,
0: yeah, that it was very close. It was a, a similar story. So it, this is years down the line. I mean, I'm, I'm in therapy, bouncing from, from, you know, this re- rehabilitation center. And then I go have therapy here and a couple of years and then i do in-home therapy and then I do outpatient therapy. So I've, I've been at several locations. At this particular time, it had to have been around 2016, going into 17. Uh You know, I, I love making, we, my wife and I, I love making posts about our relationship, our journey, our story. Uh, we've, you know, had interviews on Fox 2 News in Detroit. So our story got out there quite a bit. And, um, you know, I'm posting on Facebook and Instagram all the time, just wanting to inspire people. And it just so happened, there's a young guy from Michigan that had a similar accident to me. Um, the same injury wow. that was going through his healing process saw my story on Instagram and he reached out to me and said, Listen, your story is so inspiring and it reminds me of where I was. So I go to his page and this guy is walking and wow. Up quadriplegic. You can look at his hands and tell that his hands are not as strong. You can see certain muscles are not strong. He's a quadriplegic, but he's standing, he's walking, he's driving. And it blew my mind and he said vince a few years ago i moved out of here to arizona and this gym specializes in getting quadriplegics stroke victims paraplegics back to their feet and i truly believe that they can help you the way they helped me would you be interested in taking a trip down here and, I, I, and it's all like to me it was a blur to be quite honest with you i've gotten tons of people that reached out to me and reese over the years um, asking if we would want to travel here or do this or be involved in this great thing, most of the time those opportunities don't fall through. Right. So I've learned how to have um, an expectation, but not an overall excitement. For anytime I get a message, I get an email or a text or a call, you know I got to find out the details to make sure that this is you know not not just real, but if it if it even fits, you sure. know what I what I can do or what I need. Mm-hmm long story short he gets with the trainer and they offered to fly us out for a whole week just to try out the gym just to work out with him plus he had also mentioned like you know in the heat you know you can your body can heal better you know than being in the cold winter time come fall come my bones are aching the metal in my neck from the spinal cord procedure is like aching so it's like okay you know what let's let's try it out um they say, we will fly you out for a week. We want to work you out every day. And we're only going to work you out for a couple hours a day. And the rest of the day, you could just sightsee. You can enjoy the city, you know, whatever. Enjoy the vacation. Okay. They paid for the hotel. They paid for the, the, um, the uh, rental vehicle. I mean, just everything. Um, so I, it was just such a huge blessing. And uh, that's a, sh- a huge shout out to Willie Caldwell at a Mobility Fitness Institute here in Arizona. He also has a location in Tucson. Amazing trainer, amazing guy, Uh, love him to pieces. We came out here for a weekend. I worked out Monday through Thursday. He just so happened to give me Friday off because my wife, allergies were really, really bothering her on that Friday. Uh, So he said, you know what? We worked you out enough. Y'all just take Friday off and just enjoy each other. Flew back home, I realized I felt some different things in my body. You know, I could push myself off the seat a little bit higher. I'm, I feel stronger here. I feel stronger there. My core is more solid. And these are things that I hadn't felt since the accident. Wow. And in that moment, it just so happened that we were in, my wife and I were in a transition season where a lot of things that we were involved in or things we had our hands on were being released. And it was like, we didn't really have an excuse of anything that was holding us back or why we could not make this transition. So of course, being a a couple of faith, we prayed about it and um, I got the confirmation um, of peace in my heart that this was the transition that we needed to do. Um, She was not feeling it at first. (laughs) She said, if we could move somewhere, this would not have been my decision place. However, she did experience the gym with me and she did get a chance to see and feel. She was with me every day, all day. She got to see what they did and how they did it, and she loved it as well, and she said, well, babe, if this is what you need to get stronger, and this is what God is leading you to do, let's do it. It was, it, was, it wasn't, she didn't fight me, but I could tell that there was resistance there with, how, with her desire, but once we got here, um, started working out in the gym, and got rooted and sold all this stuff and just shifted everything out and shipped the cars and moved everything just uprooted it took her a little while but i think she started to like it a little bit more and uh we found a good church community here found a good uh my god sister from many years grew up with me in michigan lived here you know so we were able to connect with the church and just the community there and just fell in love with the people there, and um, our family is not, you know, replaced but extended.
1: These are unbelievable yeah. gifts, and you wouldn't have you the guy wouldn't have reached out to you had you not put the man, the manifestations and sharing your beautiful romantic relationship, by yeah. accident out there. So none of these are things are for reasons. And I, how much more did you fall in love with Larice when she sort of put her own needs and wants aside just because she loved you that much that she wanted to leave Eric. Michigan and her friends and everything, her wonderful circle, to go to a very hot, dry, (laughs) scorpion-filled, rattlesnake-filled state. (laughs) Yep. Yep. But
0: you don't change time zones, so that's a nice thing. You know what, And from the moment I woke up in the hospital, just seeing Reese come in the room every day with that smile on her face. With that
1: wonderful attitude. LaRice, you could have just thrown in the towel, oh, I don't want to do this. People are getting divorced during the pandemic. I mean, I I don't excuse, you know, everybody is, everything's relative, but you guys have proven that nothing, nothing is too difficult. And what I love besides the fact that you spread that motivation to everybody, you have decided even since the very beginning, that very first day to give back and encourage others. That was your first thought. This is, this was, has been done to me to help motivate others. And that is why I brought you on this podcast today, because people are giving up, they're quitting. They're yeah. moving they're just yeah. you know it's gonna get better and you have to have some kind of like resilience makes you stronger clearly you had four days at this gym in, in Arizona and yep. you already felt a stronger core a little bit more like a little tingle to get to get up that's unbelievable and you didn't even go there the fifth day because miss, miss allergy pants had, had, had this but I love that he <laughs> yeah, exactly gave you guys a romantic day and I love yep. that and yep. Have your allergies subsided? Being no, they've gotten worse. I'm sure. Yeah, that's tragic. Arizona
0: is very rude um, yes. when it comes to allergies. A little bit disrespectful, he is. But <laughs> sure, we talk about a it little a little bit.
1: But you're being helped. Worse. You're being helped. and You can take that FloNase. <laughs> no, yes. that's awesome. Staying, staying just by his side the whole time, and clearly your love just speaks volumes. So yes. with that, you um you obviously continue your your music and your ministries, but. I love that you that you speak to kids because especially now I mean look at with the zoom schools and everything like that kids are becoming very antisocial they're being very they're scared of things Share some of this like what are some fun questions that kids ask you and you know they're dead honest like there's no skimping no there's no filter they don't know I, I love that. I, I love hearing them because it's like I, they just say it like it is it's just it's just yes. hilarious. So what are some <laughs> no. of the questions that you were asked and if so, you probably never get offended because of your attitude, but do some never. people? Yeah, I bet not.
0: Well, well, well. I will say, as a comedian, I a lot of times I'm I'm really light with questions, comments, sure. even if because the grown, some grown people say stuff out the way, and you don't expect oh. them to say. But <laughs> you know, and it's like, whoa, really? You yeah. know. But as far as kids, there's such a great innocence there that I'll never. um, judge but that I, I will always love
1: sure you know they'll
0: tell you when your breath stinks they'll tell you when your clothes <laughs> dirty they'll tell you when you got a stain they, they will tell you anything and just being around kids is just it it'll keep you humble it yeah. will really keep you humble you know I've, I've heard uh, a lot most kids will come up and say what happened and they'll stop right there just they look at me at my chair they look at my legs they can tell that I'm different than all the other adults that's standing around. What happened? <laughs> what happened to your legs? <laughs> can they move? And they touch them. And I was like, "Well, they can't move right now. Oh can you? Gosh. Can you get up? Can you walk?" And well, not right now, but I will be able to walk. And it it sparks a curiosity. Yeah. And most parents, you know, <clears throat> don't ask. That. And some parents are just. Some parents are also like. The kid, what happened? The parents look like. Like, thank God, my kid asked. Yeah, you gonna answer? <laughs> sure, absolutely. They want to. They want to know too. And once again, we are an open book. And you know, I always express to them when well, I was in a car accident, um, I got hurt, but I'll be a, I'll be up again walking soon. You know, you you gonna pray for me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna pray yeah, for you. God. And I got um, the uh, they, they they they're like my nieces, a very close friend of mine's back home in Michigan before we moved, their two daughters, like they're so cute. Grew up in the church, of course, church babies. And I lean over out of my chair and there's a picture of them both placing their hands on my forehead, praying for me right before we moved to Arizona.
1: Oh my gosh. It
0: was it was it was the sweetest thing. Once again, you know, when kids are in church, they know that prayer works. Sure. They learn that prayer works. And that was a special moment. I actually need to find that picture and repost. That picture, that touch, that's the throwback Thursday for this week. That touched me. But um, kids, man, I mean, they climb up on me, they stand on my shoes, like, and and my shoes stay clean. And let me tell you something. Wow. Let me tell you something. I haven't gotten a dirty pair of shoes in a long time. I'm
1: going to step on your feet, and I'm going to make me. You turns.
0: bet not. I will. You bet not. Oh yeah. We're going to get you. I've Listen, got white
1: like, shoes <laughs> too, and and they they, but I mess them up all the time. That pisses me
0: off so christine no i, so I 'm listen so i was i 've always loved shoes, but before our marriage i i wasn't i wasn 't a great saver i wasn 't great with saving money. I uh, spent money on stuff but i don 't even know what I spent money on. I did not have a lot of pair of shoes. I probably had about five decent pairs, sure. and when Reese came into my life the 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 stylish Reese. I mean, amazing. And she is not stylish in the point to where she got it. Oh, well, I got to Had his name, brand. His name. She just likes nice stuff. And she's like, well, she already said she has to wear heels. I guess that girl bad. <laughs> and Reese is like, I'm going to love dressing you. I'm going to love buys. So I, we, we've accumulated and I don't get a lot of expensive shoes, but we've right. accumulated shoes over the years. She's made me a shoe head. I'm married a shoe head and I love shoes. So I became a shoe head. So all my shoes stay super clean. Um, the special shoes, we keep them in the boxes. We got a shoe rack in there. And I now have a, this pet peeve. And I be like, don't let your kids step on my shoe. Uh, listen, your kid gonna be laying on the floor <laughs> That's sideways. Yep. I'm gonna push them, I'm gonna knock them over. <laughs> I'm not going to knock the kids over, but I am down low. So I can give them a little shove. On you purpose. can climb on my head. You can get on my back. Don't you dare step on the There's so many things you can do. And <laughs> right. It's like, and they, it, sometimes it's just the babies too. And I, I do, I do enjoy like babies knowing how to, you know, respond differently Oh, he's in a wheelchair. So I would just go. They're not allowed. I'm sorry. Baby, my get off on my, my, on my wheelchair and they'll pull their stuff all the way up. And it's, it's it's the funniest thing. It's like climbing a, a human tree. but oh, that's hilarious! For the most part, I don't get that every day, but yeah. it's a part it's a part of the process.
1: I love that. That's a little bit of edge you have, don't you dare step on my shoes. I'm a very <laughs> nice you, person. You I'm a, I'm a man of great faith. You, you not step on my shoes.
0: <laughs> I can't. I can't I love kick it. you
1: with my foot, but I I bump you over. Absolutely. Now, do you speak to athletes? Cause I just, you know, I just watched Dak Prescott's uh, ankle injury and this is so not about me, but I, everything that you've been saying so far, and again, this is not about my accident, but I still can't, I still can't walk very well at all. And I have a lot of nerve damage and I have a long way to go. This is just unbelievable. My accident in comparison with yours is not even again, I don't mean to bring myself in, but I just, I also had a pretty good attitude in the hospital and I was joking around with people met great friends. Um, and I think you just have to do that, but same, same faith, same type yeah. of thing. But I, again, the comments are crazy. I can't believe how, and this is also a fetish, Larice. If you're a girl on crutches, certain men will, it's kind of a fetish. It's like, they're attracted to you for some reason. I think they it's a vulnerability. It's been very interesting. And I'm, you know, you. we're strong women and I'm used oh, to being strong and like getting away. And it's like, it's it's it takes you back. It's it's kinda scary. But anyway, that's that's nothing. But <laughs> that but you've hilarious. inspired me and the minute this happened, I think I was home. I was in the hospital for a long time, but when I got home that first week I called you and you yeah. helped me so much. Again, not about me. Um let's please get back to um like do you watch some of the athletic injuries and just like oh like Dak Prescott's that was crazy. Yeah. I was able to like just showed my
0: picture like two nights ago. Um, and it it it'll turn your stomach like for me this hit in my neck that can't nobody really see but you can obviously see it because I can't move but when you can see those bones popping out like that and to be honest with you I've always had the desire to speak with athletes and get out there the opportunity never really presented itself unless it was like a friend that just so happened to be an athlete or something like that but um, I've had calls come in and Uh, meetings where they'll say, oh, we're going to have to get you out here to speak out to this team and, you know, talk, but they just so happened, you know, because of life, they just didn't, didn't pan out. But um, I, when I see athletes injuries, I, um, once upon a time, I asked Lord the Lord, I said, wow, why couldn't I have just broken a bone like these guys? I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a bad injury. Right. But you kind of know, what the healing process looks like, yes, maybe not all all together, how much long it would take to feel better and all that, but you for the most part, you know that you're gonna wear this cast ah the they are much better the, yeah. yeah, and you kind of have a you kind of have a a mindset on the deadline of what this will look like, and sure. I can get into therapy and strengthen it for me, there were things that I could not move to strengthen yeah. you know, so. I was like, well, why couldn't I just break a bone? Why couldn't I? I know. Why couldn't my shoulder blade just get out of socket and then it could pop it back in place And it? I don't care if it was like a one, two year process. You know, why did it have to be something that took my body for years? And the, the, the answer that I got was simple. The Lord said, I needed more. I needed an entire body. I didn't need a bone. A bone would make your story like everybody else's. You know how it heals. You got a cast. Oh, we started here. You got 100 hundred comments on your Facebook post. And then they're moving on to the next thing. But when I take a whole body for years, and then I revive it and bring it back slowly, by piece by piece, and I let you feel this. And I'll, and you keep sharing everything that you feel later on down the line. And it's been five years now. I feel this. It's been seven years now. I feel this. It's been nine years. And I'm just now moving this It's a continuation of faith building. It's a continuation of reintroducing what God is doing with my body over and over and over again. Some people probably got tired of my story. I don't know, but I will never get tired of telling it because I'm still in the process. It's still happening. This script is still being written. The the end of the script is not even here yet. And that's the only reason why I haven't done a stage play or a movie on my story yet, because it's not over yet. It's still happening. So every time I get to share my story, to be honest with you, I feel like I could share something new in this interview that I didn't feel or didn't have going on in the last interview. So my body is evolving. It's, it's constantly coming back. When I met you three years ago, I told you, well, look, man, I don't, it's been, you know, six, seven years, and I'm just not getting this constant burning sensation all the way throughout my body. I, I still have that, but guess what? Now that we're talking today, there's more. You stood. I watched your Facebook. There was a video, you
1: stood on your crutches. And
0: for th- I, yeah, it was a standing frame. So there, there's a, oh, a, a it's it's not a machine, but there's a um, it's more like a it's a seated to standing. Um what do you call it, babe? Maybe. Not
2: like an exercise. It's, it's like so a,
0: I, I use that in physical therapy also, not yeah.
2: level, obviously. So
0: they transfer me over to sit in it. And then I'm strapped in and then they pump it until I'm all the way up. Now, the reason why that has become so un- so amazing is because as a quad, my blood pressure in the beginning would not allow me to stand for so long because no. i would faint.
1: Yeah. You know, I've,
0: been, I've been in the seated position so long. When you stand, it's like the blood is rushing down out of your head. And it's like, my body has not regulated that. So um, not only that, but the, the weight bearing. Um, in the hips and in the back and in the shoulders. I don't think people understand how much muscle right. and how much strength it takes just to stand. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. And recently, I want to say that I was about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago or so, where I had stood for 30 minutes straight for the first time with no breaks, with no you know, pausing, no coming down, normally I would get so fatigued or lightheaded or just tired of just draining where they have to let me back down to the seated position so that I can catch my breath and my, my trainer, which I actually am with a new trainer now. Um, it's almost like God just keeps linking me up with these monsters in fitness.
1: Absolutely. And, and I, I
0: will, of course, I'll be able to share about, you know, with the new trainer what he's all about and what he does. But now he created this new platform where he said, the goal is to get you standing 30 minutes every weekday, every day. Let's get you up 30 minutes, just a total of 30 minutes. It might be 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes there, but a total of 30 minutes. And that particular day just so happened to be a day where my, everything came together. My blood pressure regulated well. My core was super strong and holding me up. My hips were, I felt the weight bearing on my hips and on my legs and nothing was fatigued. And I went from minute one all the way to 30 with no pauses, no breaks. And that was a huge accomplishment. And it just shows that the body is getting used to that position again.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's
0: regulating. Yeah, I'm
1: so interested in hearing about the Kingdom Culture Fitness. Yes. which again fell into your lap because of the work that you guys have been doing. Um, yes. I'm fascinated by that. And, and we'll share all the social media at the end for sure. But what has this guy taught you and what have you taught
0: him? And what, what is the company about? Well, Kingdom Country Fitness came about um, the beginning of this year. Uh, this is a guy I met, Joseph Lockhart, a friend of mine's um, where we were um, just became really close friends, accountability partners, if you want to call it that. Um, just looking out for each other, we got extremely close. He became my best friend out here, besides my wife, of course. And um, just getting to know each other, I realized and found out his backstory, which was that he um uh, was over 300 pounds, and got to a point he's in ripped. his life where he it's crazy yeah he's a, he was an ex athlete. He was a basketball player that got hurt, went through some years of you know toughness and depression and heaviness, and you know got over 300 pounds and got to a point in his life where he's like, you know, I can't live like this anymore. And a switch turned on and he reverses eating, he reverses fitness. And now he is definitely the best, the best version of himself. Mm -hmm. And when I found out that story, I'm like, bro, do you train? And he's like, I used to train for years. I got my license. I did this, I did that. And I'm like, what, what, where did that come from? And it just so happened, you know, um, I encouraged them. I said, listen, dude, you need to get back to doing this full time. I understand you're doing what you got to do with your, you know, your job. And, you know, uh, we got on the phone one day and I said, listen, I want to help you get to this goal. I believe in you. And I, you know, this, he wasn't even training me at the time. Just so happened, you know, you know, we're friends and I encouraged him. I said, listen, I want to push this with you. I want to get you what you need. And we came up with the name Kingdom Culture Fitness. And uh it just so happened, like it was weird how we're on the phone and we're playing with ideas. And I said, I got a name idea. And he said, What's that? I said, King of Culture Fitness. He said, You would not believe Vince, that's the same exact name. No. Vince, that's a Vince, that's the same exact name. I was just getting ready to tell you. I dreamed about that name.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And I on the phone and we were like shocked, like, do we just mentally do that. And it was, it was just a confirmation that um, Kenan Culture Fitness was birthed that day. And, you know, because we are faith-based, the the fitness company is a faith-based fitness company. It's not uh, uh, limited to faith-based people at all. It's not limited to any church. But what we said was growing up in the church, we just see so many unhealthy people. And unfortunately, um, one thing that we have not witnessed the church teaching was a consistency on fitness and how to maintain your health mentally and physically.
1: Yeah,
0: and spiritually, of course. They, there are three different levels to this thing, and you know, we would sit down and talk about how the what was the process that he had to go through, and we literally just incorporated his thought process into the layout of of the entire company, and it was like. You know, this is how he transitioned. This is how he shifted. This is how he stayed consistent. This is how he met his goals. This is how he lost the weight, got stronger, and never gained it back. And we like, this is what we want to do for the church. We want to build a community there. We want to build a support system. We want to go in and infiltrate the church and tell them, if you want to be fit we, everybody struggled. He struggled. I struggled. My wife and I, we've been through ups and downs with weight. We've been through ups and downs with fitness. Everybody.
1: Yep. We all have,
0: (laughs) but who, who are the best people to help you get to your better place? The people that have already experienced it, Mm -hmm. the people that already been through the ups and downs that you're going through. Mm -hmm. And Joseph Lockhart had been there already done that already. So we incorporated that into the movement. And now we, the kingdom culture fitness is birthed. We have the website up, The Kingdom Culture community is growing. He does not just train able bodied people, but as you can see, he's now my trainer and he has me going through rigorous training. Uh, My body has transformed over through this year in ways that it had not felt since before my accident. I mean, I'm doing workouts that drain me again. Remind me of football practice in high school. Wow, you'd be leaning over like, uh, uh, Yeah, I can't catch my breath. And of course the coach Stand up, stand up, and put your hands behind you. I can't, I can't. <laughs> so and funny, Joseph has so many quotes, but the, the my favorite quote that he has is, If you're comfortable, then you're not working. Exactly, resilience makes you stronger, pushing it. If you really no, don't get me wrong, you can maintain by being comfortable. I got my little cute, my little walk today. And I ate my little quinoa, my little, Oh, I'm, I'm maintaining. <laughs> Granola. If you want transformation, you have to take your body to an exhaustion and you have to consistently do that. Now, the thing that I love about Joseph Lockhart is that he can teach it, he can preach it, but I can't do it without that accountability. Sure. And that's why you were accountability partners. Exactly. Exactly. So he's here with my, he's here at my house. I'm working out five days a week. Now I'm standing every single day, the workouts. And and I don't know if you want me to talk about the workouts, but wow, the workouts are, I actually
1: would like to hear what you do every day on a consistent basis. Um, as far as either weights or some kind of cardio.
0: Now, the reason why my core is that I look like a para. And to be honest with you, my posture has gotten so much better just this year. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but my shoulders, I'm starting to get a little I can not tell the difference from three years ago, even. Things are just transitioning. So Joseph Lockhart has me um, constantly lifting weights. He never lets me stay at a weight that he thinks is comfortable. Even if I say, oh, man, that's a burn. He'll look at me and say, no, that ain't. Pick it up. So I went from five pounds each hand to 12 pounds each hand in one year. Oh my God, just one year. Mm. And I'm lifting it now. Like it's not easy, but I'm getting, you know, uh, certain workouts. He just shifted me from reps to lifting to failure, okay. which is bringing the transformation in my body. So if it's lifting day and I do lifting day at least twice a week, okay. I'm doing bicep curls. I'm doing, um, Lateral raises, going straight up, out, yes. and I'm doing chest presses, going straight up. Great. But it's 12 pounds, five sets until failure. Each set is until I can't push any more. Okay. And I'm talking about burning fire. But this has not just strengthened my arms. It's strengthened my shoulders. It's strengthened my core because I have to hold myself up. Absolutely. My back. I have muscles jumping out of my back. I I I feel like a beast. I'm sure and, and my, my muscles like are literally popping from my neck. They I I I'm getting muscle contractions that are jumping and spasming from my neck to my buttocks. Unbelievable. And that's just the lifting part. Okay. Now, I recently just got um a bicycle. It's called a trike. And it's it's made for wheelchair users. Um it's a hand a hand pedal bike Sure. Uh, your legs get strapped in. Yep. And you're literally using just all of your upper body. And it has three gears. It's hard. Um, the seat is, it is hard same height. Yeah, my wife, I, I made her try it. She it's actually hard. wanted to try it. And ah. it, it is, everybody, people, it will tear you oh up. My goodness. It it's will hard. tear you up. But I get in the bike at least, um, I was getting in the bike three times a week. He'll come over, Um, will transfer, strap me in, strap my hands in. And I'm up to doing a mile now, a mile It's on. huge cardio, though. Because when
1: I broke make my arm at the same time as a leg, I, they had me doing it for a little while. And I'm, I consider myself to be in pretty good shape regardless of the accident. I, same as you, Larise, I was winded. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> and, it, and people make it look so easy. I'm sure you make it look easy yeah. just, you know, going like a, a million miles an hour. But you have to build that it's, momentum. Yeah, it's yes, the momentum. It's and I, the more I do it, the easier it gets. But look at your heart easy. getting stronger. So then when yes. you can stand up, the cardio is better. You can stand for not a half an hour, but up to 45 minutes to an hour. This is wonderful. Exactly. I wonder exactly. about the safety though. Like, does does um Joseph know, like I for the push, which is wonderful, do you ever get do you ever worry like how far is pushing because he's not like a s you know, trained as a quad trainer?
0: Well, one thing that, that I respect about Joe is that he took the time to learn my condition. Okay. okay. Um, and not just as a quadriplegic. He Muscles, took the time bones, to study everything. me. Okay. And individually as a quadriplegic. So okay. he'll never treat anybody the same. Mm-hmm. Nobody is getting the same regimen, the same reps. Um, he, he learned me enough to know what I can handle. He knows when I'm exhausted, and he knows when I'm drained, and he just and he knows when I'm hurt. And all those three things makes a huge difference. Um he pushes me past the level that I would go sure just because I'm yeah. just like I'm I'm fatigued but I'm not hurting. It is it's 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 muscle burning. It's muscle fire. Yep. It's its muscles waking up instead of me feeling faint or me feeling like I'm getting ready to throw up or okay. yeah, I'm dizzy or uh, I don't have blurred light. vision. He catches like if if I were to get lightheaded he's constantly in my face. How you feel? How you feel you like it no nope. okay all right we're good then how, how you, you feel that. we got two more minutes i'm i'm, I'm good it's just fatigue oh yeah eat it up eat up eat, the, eat that two minutes up get it and i have videos with him on, on a bike and you can hear him coaching me and pushing me you can hear him about he's holding the camera but i love the fact that joe knows what's too much because okay. he studied me as an individual Wonderful. he respects the fact that if i say that's all that's all i got today he, that's good sure he made it through. Something's better than nothing.
2: Yeah, it's
0: better Absolutely. than nothing. So we we we're it's like it's like a team. He he pushes me, but he also allows me to have a say. So in what's in what's good, what's bad, what's too much, and he respects it. But he 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 wants me to be a beast like he's a beast.
1: Well, what a beautiful reciprocation! Because look at how yeah. you sort of changed his life. Because he was going through all that. I mean, granted, he he helped himself up a lot, but imagine like. You were the one who said Kingdom Culture, even though it was in his dream. He may have never, you know, even though manifested in his head, he may exactly. have never brought that to fruition. So exactly. would you, would you guys, do you see the goal for the future of Kingdom, Kingdom Culture Fitness expanding across the nation, you know, perhaps the globe virtually, um, giving the, it, not just for athletes, but for athletes of the type of injury that you've had or even less than?
0: Yes. I, I feel there are no limits. For Culture Fitness, we wanna do uh, seminars, we wanna do yeah. weekend boot camps. Uh, we have a nine week foundation boot camp series that's getting ready to be released in about a month or so. Um, it's in the editing process right now, that's exciting.
2: Sure. Sure. Uh, we
0: have a Kino Culture community that is starting here in Phoenix at the park this weekend. I saw that. We also have uh, our new virtual training, which he offers to anybody in the world, pretty much if you wanna sign up to do workouts virtually that is now available there are, there are no limits to what to what fitness can do i definitely want to give my wife a chance because she's she's works major behind the scenes as well we just it's a team effort you know everybody has their own lanes in it but um, I, I i love hearing her talk about the vision
2: no i just think the good thing about kingdom culture fitness is we're about inclusion as well um, a lot of the times when you go to a lot of the different gyms they're yeah. not really set up for people with disability um, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, because I get what they're trying to do. But there are a lot of people who have a lot of disabilities or who are disabled, regardless of the disability, because there's so many of them, that mm-hmm. still need the healthy training and should still have access um, close to them without always having to go to a separate facility. Sure. And unfortunately, that's something that we find to be difficult. Um, we have to either go to, and they have a wonderful facility out here in Arizona, one of the best I've seen for those who have this, who are disabled. But um, one thing that we really wanted to do, and I, that's what I love about Joe. Joe is one one of a type of trainer. Not only does he just trains to get you to lose weight or to get you necessarily just to a goal, but he's personal. And he is very good. If it's something that he doesn't know, he's very good also at paying attention to how the body works. So it's not just, oh, we're going to just hit these and just hit this wrapping up because I've actually been with trainers. It doesn't seem like they really pay attention to, you know, enough detail to how the body actually works and what else I can do without me having to intervene or say something to them. Sure. He pays attention. He'll say, oh, give me a minute. I'll check that out and let me see what I need to do. And so I think that's what makes that's a little bit different. We really take that personal aspect to a next level. And it's important to do that, right? Because if you're personal with people, people are more free to tell you what's going on. They are more free to sometimes even be um, better at going through, you know, what it is the the different type of exercise they need to go through. Because, you know, we have some people, it's hard for them to get through them exercises sometimes. Mm -hmm. And yes, boot camp sometimes is, is good, but that's not really how he flows. He's not a boot camp type person, like do, do, do. Sometimes he'll say, you know what? Let's just hit these one, two, three, and let's keep it moving. And that's one thing I like about Joe and about um, Kingdom Culture Fitness, it's really inclusive. And so for us to be able to have able bodied people, those who are disabled, to come into one community, I mean, it's bomb. You know, because now we're introducing that even though you have, may have things going through in your body or in your life that change the dynamic of your life, you're still able to have a community that can understand.
1: I and think that's, that's wonderful, and it's, it's 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 just there really aren't any there isn't anything like that out there. And plus, so many people with injuries suffer psychological problems and depression. And the last thing that they want to do is get in their car, and it's hard to drive. They don't want to battle traffic. They're scared. And if they can do that virtually and and sit down when they need to. And I also love the fact that you said he describes a kinesiology. So it's not like just do arm curls. He right. sounds it sounds like this is what's helping mobility. This is what's right. what it's strengthening. So that's that's incredible. Also, I just want to bring up the point of I love that you've incorporated it with the church community, whatever the audience you know is is involved with. A lot of times people that are always giving to others almost feel bad doing self-care. And I've always told people, because I do a lot of work with people in charities and I always help others all the time. And you can't help until your life jacket's on first because like the oxygen mask or whatever that that saying is. And the fact that self-care to help others because people are very humble. Oh no, I want to take care of this person first. Look at how many mothers out there are they take second best, second fiddle to everybody in their family, last place. And then they're overweight. They're miserable. They're drinking wine every night because they're mm-hmm. taking care of others. So the self-care is important. You're better for your your spouse, your partner, what, what have you, your kids, everything. So I love the whole concept. And I think the the logo of Kingdom Culture Fitness is so like, I mean, it, it just, it looks like it has edge. So there's not, it's not just like this holy roller, and just like you said, it's not just for a specific religion or faith-based, exactly. it just happens exactly. to be, and yeah. which already comes from good morals or good ethics, so I think that's yeah. incredible. And also, once you guys get this going, I think it's the marketability of the fact that you're also a comedian, you're also a musician and motivational speaker, and by the way, who did um, Joseph Lockhart play for, for basketball,
0: maybe several? Um, unfortunately Joe was on his way to college okay. and the accident oh, happened. Oh, so that's um, even, that's even he, worse. Like the fact that he, didn't he, even yeah, he, he, he broke his ACL in his oh. high school senior yep. year. Oh. And it, that, that changed a lot of things for him. However, if that didn't happen, he wouldn't be doing the work that he's probably wouldn't be doing the work that he's doing right now. Just like what you were saying about your
1: own, um, before we wrap this up, I could you, I want you to share all the social media at the end, please. But I want to ask you. What has been your favorite indulgence during the pandemic? It could be something that the two of you share. It could be, or, or, <laughs> audience, I can see the monitors and the the eyes, the eyes are going, perhaps very naughty. I'm not sure. But what what are what have been the favorite treats or indulgences during the pandemic, Larise,
0: um, You you out it, the I hope Joseph's not listening to this. Uh, honestly, we we've been so. On the back and forth end of, you know, health and enjoying ourselves. Yeah, you have to. You <laughs> we've have been to. really, we've been, man, we've been really trying this year. Okay, <laughs> we've been really like we've been really holding down. But in in, in, in moments of indulgence, I would have to say, because I love when she cooks. I love is to turn on, it's great, is, it, tastes, it tastes good. Amazing. I can praise her all day for it. For my birthday, she made me an a, a occasion seafood gumbo. And wow. it's meals like that that she makes often that I have just been falling in love with. And I could sit there and eat on that. She just makes a pot, put it in the slow cooker, and I can eat on it for like three days straight. Um, Look at your mouth. I see, I see, I know. Occasion seafood gumbo from scratch. I'm talking about um shrimp, of course, uh scallop. Um, it had um some uh indoo sausage in there, it had um some crab in there. It I, I don't know, I can forget the crab legs, the crab claws was in there and it was just amazing, and that was like a week ago. I'm shocked you sure said that. He started talking about it. Oh, well, talk?
2: <laughs> we've been drinking Starbucks. We're not even Starbucks drinkers. She
0: just fell in love with Starbucks. Just it's like Reese.
2: It's crack. I, I was I, like, I
0: have to have it all the time. Bad. It's yeah. not good.
1: I mean, it's so bad, but it's, it's you not really good. get a headache if no, you. Yes,
2: and it's expensive too. It <laughs> I, I was like. I know. I'm not not even a a coffee drinker, but I love their frappuccinos. I know, I know.
1: And it's like, it's a a marketing that, and it's not like it's, then you try other coffee. It doesn't have the balls that Starbucks does. And then it's like, you don't feel any caffeine at all. I know. You know what? You deserve some treats. You deserve the gumbo. You deserve the frappuccinos. It's (laughs) delicious. And I think your biggest indulgence is each other. I think it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Uh, just, just the story, of the relationship. I've been crying the whole time. It's just so inspiring. And again,
0: we love on, on
1: two final notes, what is the biggest advice you can give others who want to give up and quit throwing the towel during the pandemic, during the election, during very hard times? What would you I would tell say?
0: Don't take advantage of the love and the help and the support okay. that comes in, that comes your way. It's, it's needed um even though i just so happen to be the one in the chair going through the process that feels the aches and the pains that you know has the ups and downs physically i couldn't do it without my support system absolutely and i think some people get so much caught into that whoa it's me and you don't understand what i'm going through that they push away the support system that's supposed to help encourage them get to the next level i, I released this song In 2019, um, I believe it was um, Valentine's time, around Valentine's Day. And it it was titled Troubles Don't Last Always. And in the moral of that that song, and that was a song I wrote years ago, but didn't release it until then. it, It was not just a song, but it was my story. It was my testimony, it was my faith in that song. And that's just basically saying, you might be in the worst of the worst today, but tomorrow it gets better. It gets better every day. And it only gets better if you believe that it can. If you truly believe that it can get better, I promise you it will. But the more you soak in your temporary situation, it will, it will make you stagnant. And you just have to understand where you are temporarily today, mentally, physically, financially, that's not who you are. That's just the situation that you're in right now. And it's all about just getting yourself around the right support system, the right community, uh, and people that can hold you up. And guess what? And you could do the same thing for them when it's time for them to lean on. It was never meant for us to go through anything alone. That's why the Lord created the family. Now, everybody does not have a mom, dad, siblings, all, the total family. However, there's a community around you that is supposed to become your family. And you reached out. You knew that you could reach out to me. And Absolutely. That's because we became a part of each other's family and community mm-hmm. when we connected. And every you can't reach out to everybody like that. But you you tend to find those connections and know who I can call on when I need that extra push. And to me, that is the most important thing besides having God, because even through prayer, even through just seeking God and trusting what he said, I get weak and I have my moments and I need to know who I can fall back on. And I gotta fall back on somebody that's gonna believe like me, believe with me, think like me, that can hold me up. how do I look if I'm stressed out one day and I try to fall back on Reese and I'm like, babe, I'm going through, I'm hurting today. It's a bad day. And she's like, Oh, I'm gonna cry with you. We both can't be sitting up here crying. I gotta have somebody strong enough that today is the day where I need to fall back on you. And I know that I can, and I can't push her away because I would be messing up on somebody that's supposed to be helping me get to my total potential and purpose. Mm -hmm. So it's about community. It's about keeping your mind clear from the craziness in this world. Stop watching the news so much. Stop being on social media so much. Take time away from what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is saying and spend time alone with yourself in your style of community and get what you need to get.
1: Live in the moment and be grateful too, I believe. Well, wise words. And right. can you please share all the social media so we can follow you? And I'll put it in the links, of course.
0: Yes, yes. Um, we don't have a Facebook together, but we do have an Instagram together, my wife and I. It is called Stuck in a Rut. That is, you spell it stuck S-T-U-C-K. Um, space just the end space a space R-U-T. Stuck in a rut. Uh, a matter of fact, I'm sorry. Very clever. Instagram may even have the um under underscore on it as well. Let me look at it because I'm. I would hate to send that over. Yep. So it's stuck underscore in underscore a underscore rut. And like we got that concept because of the last name Rutley. And uh she's stuck with a rut. I'm stuck in a rut, and we just <laughs> stuck in it together. Um, that's the um social media page. Um, they can follow me on Facebook. That's just Vincent Rutley. Um, we also have a new YouTube channel, Stuck in a Rut. And uh that's the same thing, but no underscores. So stuck space in space a space rut space. And that, that's something we started this year. We do vlogs. Uh, she does all these amazing clean with me's and decorate with me's. And then I do workout vlogs and we do vlogs together. It's mm-hmm. really fun. Uh, just creating together and people being able to see what our life looks like on the inside. They get to see our struggles. They get to see our ups and downs. They get to see our drain tired moments, but that's something that we decided this year. Let's let people in just a little bit more. And she was comfortable doing that. So I was excited to go there. But yeah, that's stuck in a rut on YouTube. We would love for you to come in and subscribe and join our family and just be connected to what we're doing. Um, There is social media for Kingdom Culture Fitness. And um, on Facebook, it's just regular Kingdom Culture Fitness. Um, On Instagram, you can go to KCF Workouts. Um, That's um, Kingdom Culture Fitness on Instagram. And the, uh, that's I'm sorry, KCF underscore workouts. And then you can definitely join Kingdom Culture Fitness on YouTube. It's the same uh, as uh, Facebook, Kingdom Culture Fitness. And last but not least, please make sure you go and join the mailing list at kingdomculturefitness.org. Beautiful. Uh, but for that, those, are that's where you can find us. That's where we're doing our work. We're on there consistently. We love commenting back. We love connecting with the community and. We're open book, you know, we're, we're not unreachable. We, we love being able to just connect with the people. So love yeah, you come on
1: in y'all, come love on in. Thank you guys in. so much. Let's bring the gumbo and the frappuccinos and have a great time. Hey! So so much in final words. It was um, Troubles Don't Last Always from Vincent and Louise Rutley. Thank you so much, you guys.
0: We love you, Anne.
1: And that was the heroic dynamic duo Vincent and Larisse Redley, and how they never give up. Please stay tuned in next week, where I feature registered dietitian and masters of science, Shelly Salimnia, who will break down the biggest fad diets in our culture today. We appreciate you for listening, and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at believe.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels.